0: Mike Tomlin hasn't made many mentions of specific competitions, and he definitely hasn't had to underscore any one in particular until now. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates, the other two teams in town that I cover. The Steelers had their final full practice in advance of their final preseason game. The latter, of course, will take place tomorrow night in Atlanta. I'll be flying out tonight to cover that myself. And now, for sure, way more than before, a lot of eyes are going to be on the nickel corners, Chandon Sullivan and Elijah Riley. Oh, and another guy named Patrick Peterson. But it's sure-sounding... As if this has come down to a good choice, a healthy choice between Sullivan and Riley. Now, if you aren't one of the people who's been paying attention to that particular duel, they've both been, well, to borrow Tomlin's words yesterday, above the line. They've both been making plays, and they both made a big play the other night against Buffalo sullivan with a spectacular interception on a tip to himself and then later riley being the beneficiary of a tip off the hands of cole holcomb down near the goal line no less he downed it in the end zone and they have both been doing that through the whole camp this is something that's been going on from day one in latrobe now which one's the favorite Which one has the edge? Which one would I prefer to see making it out of the crowd, making it onto the 53? Well, the first and fairest way to attack this is to consider that Sullivan's got more experience. Two more years of NFL experience than Riley. Riley also was an undrafted free agent who's bounced around. Who's bounced around to four teams over the past three seasons. When that happens, you do kind of have a stigma that gets attached to you. So I would say that the obvious edge would go to Sullivan just because he's been there doing that. But when you have someone like Riley who shows up in an environment where nobody is expecting him, To succeed, nobody's expecting him to make the roster, and he rises up. That becomes a check mark in the box next to your name that the other guy can't achieve because the other guy was with an NFL team. It shows a durability, it shows a mental toughness, it shows a want to that this particular head coach values a lot. He loves his intangibles. So, what I'm going to do between these two is make like Presley Harvin third and punt. However, I have a question, and it's very much related. What does this battle, regardless of outcome, signify for the rest of the secondary? Like, this part you can accept. This part you can say, hey, two guys, uh, or what? what's Thomas, two dogs, one bone, and let them go at it. and." If they go at it through all three preseason games and even beyond that into practices back on the south side, great, awesome. As you heard Tomlin say, it means that they brought a good 90 into camp and that it's going to be really hard to get to 53 in some cases. But let's also remember here that Patrick Peterson, who's had an NFL career that would blow these other two guys out of the water, is currently lining up on the outside, is expected to remain on the outside as the season starts. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, just means is expected to in the moment. And because Levi Wallace isn't going anywhere, that means that Joey Porter Jr. would get shoved off the field, unless you have other alignments, which of course are common in the secondary. But does that mean that Pat Pete would only make it onto the field in dime settings? Does that mean that Pat Pete might not be the guy on the outside? Does that mean that Pat Pete maybe didn't impress on the inside? Does that mean that I don't know? My friends, this secondary, which I've been complaining about only in the context that it's unsettled. I don't ever suggest that the secondary doesn't have options, but I do feel like it's getting dark outside and decisions have to be made sooner rather than later. And they can't just be who makes the roster out of these two or how do you keep X number of corners if you really like them both and doubly so if you feel that one or both can be of help on special teams. But my own priority out of this would be to make sure that you're getting the best possible usage out of Pat Pete, while you're also giving the best possible opportunity and a fair opportunity for Porter to become your starting outside cornerback on the right side. Get ready to see a lot of these guys and a lot of mixing and matching in Atlanta comes from Charles, who says, Hey, DK, how long do you think the Steelers were plotting on getting Kenny Pickett? Is it just a coincidence that the front office hired Matt Canada, someone who actively recruited Pickett to pit, just a few years before they drafted Pickett? Now, Charles, I know you're a regular listener, so I know that you know that I'm not all that into conspiracies and stuff. However... When Mike Tomlin himself speaks of tracking players who've been drafted, actually even players who weren't drafted, obsessively and for years, and then you heard at the time of Kenny's drafting both Tomlin and Kevin Colbert, acknowledging that they knew everything that there was to know about this young man because he was, of course, right next door and for a very long time. Five years is a long time in a college football program. And I can also tell you from having witnessed it countless times that even though the buildings are separate, even though there's one Solid wall right down the bleeping middle of this otherwise singular exostructure that a gentleman named Pat Narduzzi spends an awful lot of time crossing the line. Now, he's not breaking any kind of NCAA regulations or anything like that. He just happens to be a chatty sort. He'll find people, random people, and just begin talking to them. I know this because I'm one of them and I have a blast whenever we watch a practice together. And yes, he'll come out and watch Steelers' practices because why wouldn't he? He's got some players out there. He's got things that he can learn. He's got formations that he can recognize. Watch how the Steelers' coaches are adjusting to certain things. It's a learning experience and all. Otherwise, all he would do is stay inside his office, which is in the back of the pit section, facing the fields. So he just comes out for some fresh air and engages in some football. The reason I mention this is that Narduzzi has, of course, gone to bat in the biggest way possible, including publicly for Pickett. He did so before the draft. Vocally, vociferously, made it sound as if teams would be idiots to pass on him. But, but, and this is where this is going to stop now, I have not ever once heard of any significant attachment before their shared time with the Steelers between Pickett and Canada. That's not to say they didn't have a working relationship or anything. But the idea that you would have brought in a coordinator in advance that far in advance of making that pick and then if you're the Steelers to not move up in the draft, that to me is the giveaway that to me is the verification. That all of those giddy reactions that you saw the in-house Steelers people film on that draft night, chiefly the one from Tomlin himself, they were thrilled that he fell. They felt very fortunate that he fell. But I'm going to say this one more time. They didn't move up to get him. And If you believe that they would have gone through any other machinations, never mind something that would have preceded the entire event by a year or two, and then just sit there and suffer through the whole first round without moving up. And I know it was still Colbert in charge. He didn't like to do that, but he's done it in the past. Heck, he did it for Devin bleeping Bush. And this was a quarterback? This was a quarterback who was needed to replace a first ballot Hall of Famer? Yeah, uh-uh. I appreciate the question, though, Charles. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. Nothing like a good conspiracy before you get to packing for a trip. Let's do it again tomorrow.